Hi guys, welcome to my brand new podcast where I share my real life experiences from turning my pain into purpose to inspire others in working through trauma, mental illness, and just real life events. I'm your host, Alyssa Weiss. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving because, oh my gosh, this holiday is literally right around the freaking corner. And when I'm recording this, it's like a week ago yesterday. So it's like the week before Thanksgiving for me. But when you guys hear this, it'll probably be a couple days before. So, you know, we're just we're living our best life. Before we get into this episode, though, I I just want to put out a little trigger warning because we are talking about eating disorders, food, body image, stuff like that. So if any point you get triggered in this episode for any reason, please don't feel obligated to stick around. You absolutely do not have to stay. This is here to help you if you feel like it's helpful. This is here for me to just vent and talk and just share my experiences for you guys. But like I said, if I share anything that triggers you, makes you feel any some sort of way that isn't helpful to your mental state in the moment, please do not feel bad for turning this episode off. I much rather you be in a good headspace than continue to sit through an episode that you feel like isn't serving you. So with that being said... If you or anybody you know struggles with an eating disorder, please know that you're not alone. I want to give you guys a resource that I found online. NEDA, National Eating Disorder Association, NEDA. If you text NEDA to 741-741, they're a hotline for support. Um, if you need additional support for virtual eating disorder treatment, PHP, IOP treatment online. Please feel free to visit info.alsana.com, A-L-S-A-N-A.com. Again, for in-home virtual treatment for an eating disorder, go to info.alsana, A-L-S-A-N-A.com. I just want to give you guys those resources because I know how touchy these topics can truly be. Like, it's it's hard to talk about this stuff sometimes. And I want you to feel like you have some resources to know that, like, I do care about you guys. And I understand what you're going through because I've been you. And honestly, that's what I want to get into today. Is I was in your shoes before. And I'm sure you're like, oh, girl, how really have you really? Well, let me tell you, let's let's just let's go all the way to the beginning. When I was younger, I ate anything and everything. I my grandpa used to call me a garbage gut because I would eat anything and everything all the time, constantly eating. So. I was a little bit of a chunk chunk. I had some weight on me when I was younger. And not that that's a bad thing at all. But I was a little fluffy. And then once I hit probably like 11, 12 is when I started being a lot more conscious of my body. I was like, whoa, other girls don't look like this. Why do I look like this? And so once I hit the age of 
12, 13, I was a gymnast and being in tight uniforms like that, you're very self-conscious of yourself all the time. At least I was. I can't speak for everybody. But that's honestly when it really started for me is I was so conscious of my body and the way that I looked and the way that I felt in my uniform. And so I remember there were a couple of times when my coach pulled me aside and he was like, Alyssa, like what's going on, dude? I can see your rib cage. Like you're too skinny. Like you need to be eating more. Why are you not eating enough? And I I just, I didn't really understand that it was wrong. But as an athlete, having an eating disorder, I don't know how I survived. I really don't. I got to a point once I was 14 that I just stopped getting my period. I didn't get my period anymore at all, altogether. And um, the reason I'm recording this episode is because four years ago on the 28th will be four years since I went to treatment. I think it's the 28th. Don't quote me on that. But um, I left for treatment the day after Black Friday in 2018. I went to dinner with my mom on Thanksgiving of 2018. We didn't feel like cooking. We didn't want to be at home. So we went to Seasons 52. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a nicer restaurant in Colorado. I don't know if they have them elsewhere, but it is, it's a nice restaurant. And every year they do a Thanksgiving menu where you can come in on Thanksgiving, you know, eat Thanksgiving dinner with your family. It's great. And um, I went with my mom and I just remember sitting there feeling so horrible about myself because I really didn't want to be there. And it's not because I don't love my mom or anything. It's not like that at all. I love my mom. It's because when you're struggling with an eating disorder, it's really hard to eat in front of people. And I think if you're listening to this episode, it's probably something you really understand because I just felt so ashamed of myself and my body And I just felt like my body was the only thing that was important about me. And I'm going to be the first person to tell you that your body is the least interesting thing about you. But when I was at dinner with my mom, I just, I, my mom took a picture of me. And I look back on that picture and I just see how sad that little girl was not knowing that that right there was the reason that I felt so horrible about myself. I didn't understand that eating was so important. And I think that is part of me being so young. But also, dealing with what I was dealing with, it was a way for me to control. And that's the thing I really want to get at here. Is when you struggle with an eating disorder of any kind, it's not about the food most of the time. Most of the time, it's about another internal issue that we're facing. And for me, that was feeling like I was worthless, like I wasn't good enough, like my body wasn't good enough, like I was too fat, whatever. But um, it was also a way for me to control how I was feeling, or so I thought. Because looking back at it now, where I'm at with my relationship with food and exercise is a complete 180 from four years ago, which is something I'm so grateful for because now I understand that when you're eating the way that you're supposed to, you can regulate your emotions, your body will regulate itself, 
your hormones will regulate itself. And um, I didn't, I didn't know that. I just thought that I was feeling so awful because of the other things that I was dealing with, which definitely was a part of it. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the main thing was eating for me and not putting enough food in my body to be able to function like a normal human being. I, um, I just recently met up with an old friend of mine like a couple months ago and I was talking to him because I met him freshman year. He was cool. And he was like, yeah, I, I remember that you used to always come sit at lunch and just stare at us while we ate. Like you never really ate anything. And I came back and revisited that friendship. And he was like, no, like you are a much different, happier person since you've gone to treatment, since you have a healthy relationship with food. You're a much different person. And I think it's really cool to know that other people see my progress. But there's also still days that Alyssa four years later still feels like there's not much progress. And I have to slow down and remind myself that's not the case. But I'm going off on a tangent. I apologize. That Thanksgiving with my mom, two days before I left, I was like, I ate, I did because my mom was there and I didn't really want her to know how bad it was. But I went home and cried myself to sleep that night. I just felt so awful about myself knowing that I was living a lie that even I didn't want to live. That I was living an uncomfortable, painful, food-free, calorie-counted life. And that's not a life that anybody should have to live. And um, I want to talk about when I went to treatment. Treatment saved my entire life. I went to two different programs, back-to-back. The first program I went to was a wilderness therapy program. And if you don't know anything about wilderness therapy, I have a bunch of crazy, awesome, ridiculous, funny stories from wilderness. But let me tell you, that was the most badass I've ever fucking felt in my entire life. Because let me just tell you, when you're thrown into an environment like that, when you're struggling with an eating disorder, in the middle of winter, mind you, your thoughts change really quickly about food. I got there. And I, I won't lie to you. I was on substances too, pretty heavy when I went in. So part of it was due to that. But as a gymnast, I wasn't on anything. So the substances after my gymnastics career had accelerated my eating disorder. Anyway, when I got there, it was the next night that I really started to feel hungry because it was cold. We had hiked a mile and a half, two miles that day, up and down a whole bunch of hills. The Utah desert, middle of winter, with 70-pound backpacks. Being in a physically demanding environment like that, I learned so quickly how important food was because I had no energy. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. I still didn't have my period. My hormones were out of balance. I was detoxing from substances. 
I was a mess. Absolute disaster. But they gave us a bag of food that we had to ration for the entire week. We got our own personal food and we got group food. In our own personal food bag, I think we had two or three pouches of tuna, tortillas, nuts, trail mix with like fruit and almonds and stuff like that. It was all dried though. We had cheese, a whole block of cheese. We had a whole jar of peanut butter that we got to eat an entire week. We got a stick of butter. What else? We got some apples that weren't dried. They were actual fruit. We got some bananas occasionally, but that was a very rare thing. And um, yeah, so we just had really heavy, whole, fatty foods. Because like I said, when we were there in winter, if you know anything about backpacking in winter or camping in winter or existing in the winter time, Think of it like this, how animals eat a whole bunch of food in the fall and store up for the winter. So when they hibernate, right, those fats and things are keeping them warm. So me being the little stick that I was when I went into treatment, for anybody that has no idea who I am or there's, this is their first time listening to my podcast, let me give you a description I'm 5'11", and at the time I went into treatment, I was about 5'9", 5'10". So I haven't grown much in the past two, four years, sorry. But when I, uh, when I went in, I was 90 pounds at 5'9", 5'10". So with how tall I was, I was severely underweight. I had no body fat. You could see my rib cage. You could see my hip bones. You could see my spine. It was bad. And um, I got there and was freezing. So when I heard that the fats and everything will keep you warm, give you energy, I devoured my food. The first couple of days were hard to eat, but it was a lot easier having support and knowing that I was there for that and knowing that, okay, I'm in a place to get help. I have to change because if I refuse to eat, I'm going to die out here. And unfortunately, that was a very, very real and harsh reality that I had to face. If I continued to go down the path that I was going down in treatment, in wilderness, I would have died because of the cold, because of the elements, because of the physically demanding things that we were doing, finding firewood, hiking, carrying super heavy backpacks up and down hills, right? Like that's a lot. That's a lot for somebody to be doing when they only weigh 20 pounds more than their backpack. That's almost like carrying a whole nother human being on me. But it was in those moments of that physical demand that my body started to understand, holy shit, you're hungry. You need to eat something. And at that point, I just stopped refusing. I listened to my body and I was like, you know, okay. But Honestly, wilderness is a whole other episode. If you guys want to hear more about my actual experiences there and the things that I learned and the things that we did, please let me know because that would be a super fun episode to record and I think you guys would honestly be like, wow, that's actually really cool. But point being is I have been on a roller coaster of a journey through my eating disorder because I went from overeating 
to undereating and purging to then overeating to compensate for one what I had lost and two what I needed to have to sustain being in wilderness and when I got out of wilderness I had a day between wilderness and my residential treatment center and the first time I looked in my mirror again I won't lie to you I was really triggered to see how much weight that I had put on and I remember going into my residential and a couple days in just breaking down on the couch, crying to this group of girls that I lived with about how I felt so shitty about my body and how my body looked and eating this and eating that and gaining weight. But I failed to realize that I needed to gain that weight. That if I didn't gain that weight, I wouldn't have survived the three months in hell that I had just gone through. I wouldn't have survived three months in the winter in Utah backpacking without food. And I know that it's probably hard for some people to relate and be like oh well I don't know what that's like because I haven't been to wilderness I haven't been to treatment so let so let's do it like this if you are struggling with an eating disorder and if you're still listening I'm sure you are first of all don't beat yourself up I know it's hard but I just want to remind you with the point being of me telling you how badly I needed food to survive let's bring it back to a more relatable reality in terms of real life. I want to talk about how important food is when it comes to regulating your emotions, regulating your hormones, regulating your sleep, regulating your energy, motivation, all of it. It wasn't until this past year that I really truly started to research and understand the way that food works for us and the way that exercise works for us. And I'm so blessed and so thankful now because I have a super healthy relationship with food and exercise. And I just, I know that it's a process and I know that it's hard and it's a change. But once you realize how much better you're going to start to feel when you eat, it's going to be a world of a difference, honestly. You're going to feel so good about where you're at and what you're doing and who you're becoming. Because like I said, I didn't realize that everything was so hard for me because of the connection and the relationship that I had with my food. But I want to break it down even more because it's not even about the food. It's not. It's about what you're trying to avoid or what you're trying to control. Because eating disorders is not a one given label. It is a spectrum. And there are multiple sides to the spectrum. There's the over-obsessive counting calories, super underweight and struggling to eat anything or keep anything in your system. And then there's... Everything in between all the way up until the other side where you're constantly eating to cope or avoid or control what you're dealing with there. And so you're on the opposite side of the spectrum of not being able to be mindful and control what you're putting in your body is really hard. 
And that's the thing about eating disorders is you can't just put a label on it. Because I did a psychological evaluation when I was in wilderness. And if you don't know what that is, um, you've probably never been to therapy, which is okay. Not to shame you, not to say, oh, you don't go to therapy. You're a bad person. No, that's not the truth at all. Would I recommend you find a therapist? Yes, I highly would recommend that, especially if you're listening to this episode. But I'm not going to shame you if you don't have one or you don't want to get one. Like that's that's on you. That's okay. That's your decision. What I'm saying by this psychological evaluation that I did is it was like psychological testing to see the way that I thought, the things that I was doing, the way that I the way that my brain worked. And I was diagnosed with chronic depression, severe anxiety, PTSD, ADHD, unspecified eating disorders, and self-harm disorders, and um, substance abuse. So I hold a whole list of like diagnoses, but what I'm getting at is the unspecified eating disorder is the pattern and the habit that I had with food. There was literally nothing in that psychological testing that could give me a label on my eating disorder. And I know that when I say this, some of you who is like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I struggle with one, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Because let me tell you how mine worked. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. I would eat one day, maybe two, and then go three, four, five days without eating anything. Maybe just an apple within those three, four, five days, whatever. And then I'd eat a shit ton of food on day six and seven and repeat the pattern. So that was how it was majority of the time. Some of the time, I just didn't eat anything at all. And then some of the time, I was eating so much that I just couldn't stop myself. And then there was also the in-between where I was eating so much to the point where I was vomiting. And I'm sorry, I really don't want to trigger anybody. So I know that what I just said can be really triggering. And I'm so sorry if that just triggered you. Like, I don't want you to feel like shit. I really don't. Like I said, if you need to turn this episode off, please do. But I was struggling so bad because I couldn't, I had no regular eating cycle, no regular sleep cycle. It was awful. And so once I left treatment, I had gained about 65, 70 pounds, which was the best and hardest thing that I had ever done. And the reason I say the hardest thing I've ever done is because gaining weight like that when you're so obsessed over how your body looks or controlling something, looking in that mirror with another 70 pounds on you, whoa. And I think the reason it only hit me as hard as it did was because there was that three-month time period that I had no access to a mirror whatsoever, so I had no idea what my body looked like. Plus, me and all of the other femmes on my team, we were all wearing extremely big baggy clothes, so it's not like any of us could see each other's bodies anyway. We had no idea. And so that weight gain to all of us was just unnoticed. We didn't really think about it, we didn't stress over it, but then again, 
we were completely removed from our environment. And I know that not everybody gets that blessing. And so if you don't have that blessing, I want to give you some tips on what you can do, especially with Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving coming up, I know how hard it can be to be around your family and your friends and stress about what are they going to think about me? Are they thinking I'm eating too much? Are they thinking I'm not eating enough? Do they think I'm too fat? Do they think I'm too skinny? Do they think my fucking thighs look weird in these shorts? Do they think that my arms look weird in this shirt? Do they think that my stomach looks weird in this crop top? And I'll be the first to tell you, no, it doesn't. It absolutely does not. Your cellulite, your arms, your stomach is natural. It is beautiful. And you are made exactly the way that you were meant to be. And so if you're just overthinking and stressed about what other people are thinking about you, you may cross their mind But I guarantee you people are so self-absorbed that they're thinking about themselves majority of the time. And who's to say that they're not thinking about the same things that you're thinking about? Because they may be like, oh, what is this person thinking about me? Right? It's about them. They're their own main character in their story. They don't care about you as much as you probably think they do. And I mean that in terms of like what you're doing with your life. I'm sure they care about you if they're your family. Like I would hope so. But I just, I know that It's hard to stress about what are they thinking about me. And so if that's you, the first tip that I want to share with you is to remind yourself that your opinion is the only opinion that matters. Like nobody should be able to tell you anything about yourself. And obviously so much easier said than done, I know. But I just, I want you to know that it's okay. They're not thinking about you as much as you probably think they are. Also, if this happens to you this Thanksgiving, where a family member makes a comment on A, what you're eating, B, how much you're eating, C, how your body looks, any of those things, I'm sorry, parents, if you are under the age of 18 and I'm giving you permission to do this, it's because it's a therapeutic purpose and it promotes healing and growth. So let's look at it like that. If anybody says anything out of pocket, fucked up, out of line to you about your body, what you're eating, how much you're eating, how little you're eating, I give you full 100% permission to say fuck you. Your opinion is irrelevant to me and what you just said was extremely out of line. You have no right to say anything along those lines to me. And the fact that you just said that is extremely not okay. Not okay at all. Because you teach people how to treat you. And that's a whole nother episode within itself. But don't take that disrespect from your family members. I don't care if they're your family or not. You shouldn't have to sit there and take abuse from anybody. You shouldn't have to sit there and have anybody comment on you or your body or what you're eating or what you're not eating. It is not their place. So, if that happens to you this Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving in the future, take care of yourself. Please, please, please hear me loud and clear. Do not let it get to you. Much easier said than done. I know. I understand. Do not let it get to you. 
Because if you let that comment, those words, that opinion to get to you, I know for me that created more of a spiral. And that's not something you need. Especially with that many people around that you have to interact with. Because I know when you're struggling, you want to act like everything's okay. It's not going to be okay anymore. So I need you to do this for me. If that happens to you, stand up for yourself. Your opinions are relevant. I don't care what you think. That was extremely out of line. You shouldn't have said that. Don't talk to me like that. That's disrespectful. Your opinion's irrelevant. Your opinion's like an asshole. Everybody has one, right? Stand up for yourself first and foremost. Second of all, walk away. Walk away. Go upstairs. Go downstairs, wherever your room or you can get some privacy or outside. Go where you can get some space to yourself. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. Please don't punch anything. Because that was also a toxic trait that I had. And I left a lot of holes in my wall. Don't do that. Punch a pillow. If you have to punch something, punch a pillow, please. But do not let that comment control the rest of your day. I need you to step away, slow down, rethink about what that person said to you, and reframe. I need you to remind yourself that their comment is not your issue to work through. Their comment is a projection of their own personal insecurities. And the fact that they just projected their insecurities onto you just proves to you that there is no reason you should be stressing over it. It's not your issue to work through because you being here and showing up today and listening to this is you trying to work through that issue. Is you trying to do something different and that right there you starting, you wanting to do something different, you wanting to be different is the very beginning stages of change. And the fact that you are here right now in these very beginning stages of your change, I am beyond proud of you. You know why? Because starting is the hardest fucking part. Beginning to change is the hardest fucking part. And so I, I just can't give you enough credit for showing up today and being here and listening to this and, you know, reflecting. It's not even about you guys listening to this for me. It's about you hopefully hearing the advice that I can share from personal experience and know that A, you're not alone and B, you're doing something different. And that's the first step. And you have to remind yourself along this journey, this long, hard journey of how far you've come. And even if that how far you've come is from yesterday, give yourself a huge pat on the back, please. Actually pat yourself on the back. Put your hand on your back and tap it because, wow, you made it to today, dude. You made it from yesterday 
to today to be different, to do something different, to start over, to be the person that you want to be. And that in itself is a huge deal. It truly is. Because I understand how stressful this holiday is. I understand the anxiety, the sadness, the anger, the fear around this holiday. If you're here and you made it to today from yesterday and you are making a change, congratulations. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you, honestly. So this Thanksgiving, you know, we talk about Thanksgiving in terms of gratitude and being grateful. Let's be grateful for how far you've come, for how far you're going to go, for showing up today, for eating something, for eating what makes you feel good, for not caring what other people think about you or your body. You know, thank you guys for sitting here with me today. I know this was a really long episode. I did kind of go on a bunch of tangents, but... You know, I just pray that this reaches everybody it needs to. So if you made it this far today, thank you so much for showing up for yourself. Thank you so much for promising yourself that you're going to do something different. Thank you so much for realizing that you, too, are so important and deserve the absolute world. That you, too, deserve to have a healthy relationship with food and your body and your body image. I'm proud of you. You're strong. You're brave. You're capable. And I know this is scary. I know this is hard. But you're doing the work and that's the most important thing. Thank you again so much for being here and allowing me to just kind of ramble today. You know, I hope all my episodes aren't necessarily like this in the future. But This was just really on my heart, and I know that Thanksgiving's hard. So, with that being said, you deserve nothing but the absolute best in this world. So don't settle for less. I love you. In case nobody's told you today, you're a badass. Keep showing up for yourself. I know it's hard right now. It gets easier, I promise. You got this. And if you need to come back and listen to this again, just know I got you. I'm here for you. If you guys even just need someone to vent to, to talk to, to have validate you and understand where you're coming from, go give this Instagram a follow for this podcast. It's pain to purpose pod with a period before and after the two. T-O pain to purpose underscore pod you'll see a picture of my face with my name Alyssa Weiss it says podcast you know the whole shebang and with this being my first episode don't have many followers so if you see this and you're like girl it look fake I promise it's not please feel free to reach out to me just tell me how you're feeling I'm here for you I'm genuinely here to support you like you're not alone and I don't want anybody to ever have to feel the way that I felt during that time and that was alone so please know that you're not alone and that you deserve every single good thing good change coming for you thanks again for being here and showing up for yourself I'm so proud of you 
Follow me on Instagram. Reach out if you need support. I love you very much. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. Peace out, guys.